Good morning, and thanks for joining me for Rise and Crime, your morning caffeine hit all about crime. I'm Mama Jules, and let's start with the sentencing of the teen driver dubbed Hell on Wheels. Now, Hell on Wheels became her nickname after she crashed her car with her boyfriend and his friend inside, killing both of them. But let's go back. Let's start at the beginning of the relationship. Now, Mackenzie Sharilla and Dominique Russo began dating three years before the deadly end to their relationship. And despite their young teen ages of her being 14 and him being 15 years old, and this all at the time of their blossoming romance, Mackenzie lived with Dominic and his parents most of the time. As the romance grew in age, so did the disagreements. Dominic's mother said the two fought often, and his brother Angelo said they had a pattern of breaking up and then getting back together. Now, the toxic behavior between the two even had some of the Friends of Dominic, this according to NBC News, those friends were speculating that a disastrous end to the relationship really wasn't that surprising. Now, two specific incidents seemed to really stand out when people began reviewing the cantankerous relationship. So in July of 2022, Mackenzie was driving on Interstate 71 with Dominic as her passenger when she threatened to crash the car. Now, court documents say the two were in a disagreement, and it had escalated to the foreshadowing threat. Now, it seems Dominic could sense the escalation, and he called his mother, asking her to come pick him up. And one of Dominic's friends, who was actually a friend of his mother's, well, that man showed up. He answered the call, and then he showed up to drive Dominic away from the scene. Now, while he and Dominic were on the phone together, deciding where to pick him up, The friend said that he heard Mackenzie say that she would crash this car right now. Eventually, when the friend arrived to pick up Dominic, he found Mackenzie's car pulled off to the side of the road, and the passenger side door was open, and his friend saw Mackenzie repeatedly hitting Dominic with both of her hands. Now, Dominic saw that his friend was there, and he just quickly got out of the car, and he left. And July continued to be really a rough month for the two. It was later in July that Dominic recorded Mackenzie verbally degrading him. She also threatened him and his property, this according to court documents. Okay, here's how it went. The video was recorded while Mackenzie was locked out of Dominic's home. Now in the cell phone recording, you can hear Dominic trying to calm Mackenzie, but her anger just keeps escalating. And after banging on the door and calling him degrading names, Mackenzie then threatens to key his car and also to break off the door handle. She told him that he better open the door immediately or there was going to be some serious effing problems. Now, Dominic stopped recording that exchange so that he could call his mother to help with the situation. Okay, then July of 2022 culminated in what could be the worst possible way on the last day of the month. When Mackenzie and Dominic were potentially getting testy with each other again. And it didn't help that Mackenzie had also smoked a decent amount of weed on that morning. Okay, here's how it went Mackenzie and Dominic were driving in the early morning hours with Dominic's friend, who is 19 year old Davian Flanagan. Now, he was riding in the back seat, and uh, Mackenzie's driving, and Dominic's in the passenger side. Now, Davian was just really just catching a ride from one place to the next on that fateful morning. And a video from that night shows that Mackenzie, 
driving her 2018 Toyota Camry, she slowly turns onto a business line street. Then suddenly she accelerates the car to 100 miles per hour. She then swerves right, then left before jumping the curb and slamming head on into a brick wall. And the video shows she never slows in the nearly three-quarter mile stretch of road. Now, a passerby who spotted the crash almost 45 minutes later, remember, it's 5.30 in the morning, well, that passerby calls police and EMS arrives to find Dominic and Davian dead at the scene. Mackenzie was trapped inside the Camry. And in a weird twist of fate... One of her fuzzy Prada slippers was stuck to the accelerator. This is firefighters pried her out of the vehicle. Now, Kate, remember I said she had smoked weed? Well, her THC level in her blood was above the legal limit in Ohio. Now, Mackenzie is taken to the hospital and she does recover from her injuries. And as Dominic's obituary is published, Mackenzie floods the comment section with pictures of the two. Then three weeks after the deadly accident, Mackenzie posts a picture of the two at Universal Studios saying how she misses her nug. So yeah, that's probably a cute little nickname she had for him. And then she also wrote she felt like he would walk through the door any second and that she missed his perfect smile and laugh. Then she writes that Dominic is the last person to deserve this outcome and that Dominic had such a perfect life ahead of him. Okay, in November of 2022, so the accident happened in July, this is November, Mackenzie was arrested and charged with four counts of murder, felonious assault, and aggravated vehicular homicide. She was given half a million dollar bond and remained in jail until her four-day trial that happened just last week. Okay, despite being 17 years old at the time of the accident, Mackenzie was tried as an adult. And you also might be asking why there wasn't a driving under the influence charge. Well, prosecutors addressed that. They said the charge of murder was the primary offense, and that was what they would be spending their time proving to the judge. See, there's no jury in this trial. The judge would make the final decision. Now, during the trial, a certified forensic mechanic testified that her car's event data recorder showed that moments before the crash, the accelerator pedal was being pushed down at full capacity. And Mackenzie's attorney, his name's Jim McDonald. Well, at the trial, he said that there was no evidence to prove that the crash was anything more than kids just being kids. He contended that we would never know what was happening in that Toyota Camry and that there was no way to be present in the mind of Mackenzie and no way to understand what her specific intent was. He said evidence did not prove that she intended to cause the death of Dominic and Davian. Now, friends who were with Dominic and Davian on the night of the accident testified at trial saying that the couple was not arguing on that night and they seemed happy. And then the owner of a health food store had seen the couple interact previously and said they seemed happy and were making plans for their future. Now, her mother, Natalia Sharilla, testified in defense of her daughter, saying that she suffers from a disorder that causes her to pass out if her sodium levels get too low. She also testified that Mackenzie told her mother and Dominic's mother at the hospital on the morning of the accident that she had blacked out and she wasn't able to remember what had happened. 
But detectives testified that when she was interviewed at the hospital, that she was showing grief and guilt and shame. And she also asked that her punishment be that they take her license away for 10 years. Now, Mackenzie did not take the stand in her defense. And the judge last week found Mackenzie guilty of all charges in the case. On Monday, that same judge sentenced Mackenzie to 15 years to life in prison after hearing from victims and also from hearing Mackenzie herself. Her two sentences will run concurrently. And Judge Nancy Russo, who, by the way, isn't related to Dominic, Judge Nancy Russo said she grappled with the decision to have the sentences run concurrently. She said she knew the pain in the room wants her to impose the harshest sentence, but that she felt this sentence was more appropriate. And she also said that she felt that Mackenzie would serve more than 15 years in prison. She said the key to her verdict and sentencing were the final moments before the crash. She said that Mackenzie morphed from a responsible driver to literal hell on wheels. Now, Dominic's mother, Christine, spoke at the sentencing and said directly to Mackenzie that she should be thankful that she is still alive and has a future ahead of her. She said Dominic and Davion were robbed of their futures, their hopes, their dreams. She then told Mackenzie that only God could save her soul. Now, before the sentencing, Dominic's father had told NBC News that he didn't want Mackenzie to spend her life in prison. He said the outcome was horrible for everyone. He also recognized that his loss of his son was probably harder on him than others, but that he didn't want Mackenzie's life ruined as well. Okay, during her apology statement to the family, Mackenzie said the following while sobbing. To the families of Dominic and Davion, I'm so deeply sorry. I hope one day you can see I would never let this happen or do it on purpose. I wish I could remember what happened. We were all friends, and Dom was my soulmate. I wish I could take all your pain away. And to my family, thank you for the support and the love that you guys have given. I love you all so much. Well, after the sentencing, Mackenzie was placed in handcuffs, and her supporters shouted that they loved her as she was led out of the courtroom. And I feel like I can't end this update without telling you at least a little about those that lost their lives. Davian was a star football player at Strongsville High School. His obituary said two of his finest qualities were his sense of humor and making others laugh. He had plans to attend barber school with hopes of opening his own shop one day. And his family remembered him for his loyalty and his strong Christian beliefs. And my favorite comment on Dominic's obituary page was that his third grade teacher said one day he shouted booyah when class was over at three o'clock. And it became a tradition on each day, the class and the teacher joined in celebration by yelling booyah when the day was done. So maybe today we can each pick a moment when we accomplish something small or maybe even big and we can celebrate with a booyah. Now let's move on to Houston, where a woman has finally been arrested in the death of her landlord. Okay, we've got to head back to the historic and deadly freeze in February of 2021 in Texas. Three successive storms had crippled the power grid in Texas, triggering mass power outages and eventually causing damages of $24 billion and precipitating somewhere around 300 to 500 deaths. But 78-year-old Colin Kardashian's death 
didn't have anything to do with the freeze. Police are contending it was all about one woman killing her landlord and then assuming his position as landlord at the property. Okay, here's how police built a case to finally arrest Pamela Merritt. Okay, charging documents allege that Colin was reported missing by multiple people on February 20th of 2021. That was just after the final storm hit Texas, knocking out power to millions. Okay, three days after that report of the missing landlord, police finally spoke to a man who said he lived at the home that had multiple tenants. He claimed he hadn't seen Colin since February 15th. And then... That very night, police received a different 911 call from the house that Colin owned. It was another tenant named Joe saying he had returned to his rented room and he had found Pamela Merritt inside. It was then that the tenant said Pamela told him she had killed Colin. Now, police arrived at the apartment and they escorted Pamela to the hospital for a mental evaluation. But no arrests were made, and it seems very little investigation was done. And we have to remember, there's no body, and just a report that Colin is missing during a massive and destructive storm that is killing dozens inside that county. And this wasn't the first time police had encountered Pamela. In total, she had six times where law enforcement had transported her for a psychiatric evaluation. So she's got a little bit of a history that is probably framing the way law enforcement is weighing out the information that they had just received. Now, Pamela goes on in the following months to act as the landlord for the home owned by Colin. And police, well, they have no luck in locating the missing 78-year-old. Pamela rents an apartment to a woman named Tabitha, who then calls police because she thinks she might have stumbled into a murder scene. Okay, this all happened in October of 2021. So, you know, about six months, eight months-ish after the initial investigation was going on. Okay, Tabitha told officers that she found large blood stains on a mattress in a third-story room. She said she also found a knife in a mailbox as well as a bin filled with blood in the crawl space. Well, police, they recorded the information and they went about their business. And it's important to note that Tabitha was also paying rent to Pamela and her boyfriend. So Colin owns the home, yet Pamela is pocketing the rent. Okay, then two months later, the same tenant, who was obviously not bothered enough by her previous discoveries to move out, well, she called police saying she found a decomposing body on the property. Now, the body was stuffed in a small area underneath the property's back stairs. And here's how all of that went down. She was concerned about statements that Pamela had made. So she kind of, she tricked Pamela and her boyfriend into telling her where Colin's body was located. Then Tabitha, this tenant, she said Pamela kept reassuring her that the remains were that of a dead dog. But Tabitha called police anyway. And when the police showed up, Pamela and her boyfriend were painting over a blood-stained wall on the second floor. And then when Pamela was questioned by the police on that visit about the remains that were found, Pamela said she was sure Colin had faked his death and was living in Africa. Now, Pamela also said the blood in the house was from rotten meat that had spoiled in a broken refrigerator. 
Okay, eventually an autopsy confirms that the body that was found behind the stairs was Colin. He had multiple stab wounds to his shoulder, torso, head, neck, and chest, as well as blunt force trauma to his head. So Colin was found on his own property 10 months after he was killed. Leaves us with lots of questions about this rental situation. But one neighbor did confirm to KHOW that the house had a rotating cast of characters living there and the police were never really clear on who or how many were living there at any given time. Now, the police did name Pamela a person of interest in March of this year. Okay, that's two years after the murder. But it wasn't until this week that Pamela was arrested and charged with that murder. She is being held in the Harris County Jail on $250,000 bail. She also was deemed unhoused at the time of her arrest. Now, in another bizarre twist, Colin is still listed as the owner of the property where his body was found. Kind of makes me wonder, who's been paying the taxes? Now, I can't tie this one up with a neat little package with a bow. All I can provide for you is the details so far, which is leaving multiple questions unanswered. And I can tell you that Pamela will be assigned a public defender and her boyfriend was not charged with murder, but he has been charged with tampering with evidence. So I'll keep watch on this case and let you know how it all plays out and how many more bizarre twists are discovered. And now to an update on the Pittsburgh dentist who is convicted of killing his wife. Okay, when I covered this story in depth on the June 29th episode of Rise in Crime, the years-long mistress of Lawrence or Larry Rudolph, that's what I'm going to call him is Larry, well, she had been sentenced in the killing of Larry's wife, Bianca, but we were still waiting to see what was going to happen with Larry. Okay, see, Larry and Bianca had met in college, married, had two kids, and they built a thriving dental practice together with Bianca managing their home life and Larry buying into the Three Rivers Dental Group. As the years carried forward in the marriage, at least two things seemed to stay constant. Bianca and Larry loved to hunt big game together, and Larry and his mistress Lori, well, they loved to love on each other. So in 2016, Bianca and Larry set off on a two-week hunting trip to Zambia. And the quick recap is the hunting wasn't that great and Bianca ended up dead by what Larry said was an accidental self-inflicted gunshot wound. Now Larry changed his story a few different times and that led a former FBI agent to start digging into the case. The investigation took years to complete mostly due to the fact that Larry and Lori, his mistress, were in America and the murder happened in Zambia. But eventually, agents nailed Larry on life insurance fraud, which helped them secure the murder charge. Okay, that life insurance fraud totaled nearly $5 million, spread over nine different policies. And in August of 2022, in a federal courtroom in Colorado, a jury found Larry Rudolph guilty of killing his wife, Bianca, with a shotgun blast to the chest. Now, the evidence that convinced a jury was that the pictures from the Zambia authorities showed that Bianca was shot from six and a half to eight feet away, which just can't happen if you accidentally shoot yourself. Now, you guys, it's been a year since that murder conviction. 
Those who love Bianca have been waiting a year for Larry to be sentenced. Well, finally, Larry was sentenced on Monday to life in prison for the murder of his wife. Before the judge handed down the sentence, Bianca's brother Vincent spoke in a victim impact statement. He looked at Larry and predicted that he would die alone and unmourned. He also said that Larry's future grandchildren would never know he even existed. And then, in a passionate claim, Vincent said that even Judas would be afraid to be in Larry's company, referring to the man who betrayed Jesus. Now, Larry not only will spend life in prison, but he's been ordered by Judge William Martinez to pay $15 million in financial penalties. Okay, with that money that was fraudulently taken from the insurance companies, Larry and Lori had built two homes, one in Arizona and another in Pennsylvania. They had also purchased two luxury cars, an Aston Martin DB11 and a Bentley. Now the two homes and the two cars, they're going to be seized and used to pay back his financial penalties. And as a reminder, his mistress was sentenced to 17 years in prison for being convicted as an accessory to the murder. She has filed an appeal in her case. And Larry's attorneys, well, they also vowed on Monday that they would appeal the sentence and conviction, saying simply, their client is innocent. And federal prosecutors made a statement following the sentencing on Monday that said, no matter how much money, prestige, or power you have, you will be held accountable for your crimes. Okay, what about his two adult children? Well, they lost their mother to murder and their father to the prison system. Neither child appeared at their father's sentencing hearing, but Anna Bianca, the daughter of Larry and Bianca, did testify at Lori's sentencing two months ago, and neither child has spoken publicly about their mother's death. Well, that's your Thursday episode of Rise in Crime. Five-star reviews are always appreciated on Apple or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. And you can follow us on Instagram and TikTok. And please subscribe to the YouTube channel. Join me again on Monday for more morning crime news. I'm Mama Jules, and keep safe out there. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com aware. Terms apply.